You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I'm still not entirely sure what they did to me. I don't know what they did to you. You there seem like noises, all out of sorts again. There were bright lights. There were people yelling at me. And then they all shoved their hands into my mouth. It was one of the most terrifying mornings I think I could ever imagine. And I, w- I spent all last night awake, s- stressed out. I couldn't sleep because I, because I was so nervous about it. And then I convinced myself that, oh, no, you don't have anything to worry about. Stop it. You're just being silly. No, all my worries were confirmed. Whoa, if you spent your morning with a bunch of strangers with their hands in your mouth, that doesn't seem like a very good, it's not a good way, way to start s- the day. It's not a good way to no. start the day. 8 a.m. in Gresham. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment wow. Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, as usual, I want to remind everybody that you can support Fun Employment Radio in a number of ways, one of which is by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon oh, link. Oh, that's quite helpful. If you're going to be buying anything from Amazon, just make us your first stop. Just one click, bookmark our page. It makes a big difference. And then, uh, and then go about your merry way after you click on the Amazon link about your merry internet ways. Beautiful. Buying whatever you want. And Anything we won't know, your little heart desires. We won't know what you're buying either. We don't have any access to that information, so you can buy whatever you want. We're not going to know. It's <laughs> just Amazon, you know, they give us a little kickback on, uh, on, on, on the dollar spent, not telling us what you bought. So I have no Will idea. you stop saying it? It always makes it sound like we know what they're buying. No, I have no idea what they're I buying. I know we don't. Like, But stop saying it. No, I wouldn't know. And I wouldn't care either. I know I'll you tell wouldn't you that. care and we don't know, so stop saying well, it. Well, I just want to assure people that I have no idea okay. what they're buying. So, Like go. they would give us that power. We do not have the power. It's yeah, okay. I would not have a clue. Just go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, as usual. Um, but I, I want to apologize here for the second day in a row. I am lacking sleep. Yeah, and, what's going on with you? Well, yesterday I was lacking sleep because of a different issue, because the strange light kept going on in my room. I have a sensor light, and it was going off for no reason. Probably because of giant spiders crawling on the walls. I don't know. Whatever it was, I don't want to know why it was doing it, but it, it did uh, It did wake me up. And Last night, though, was a different reason. I didn't talk about this yesterday, but I had to, I had to go to the dentist today. This is the second time in a week. I've had to go to the dentist. And you don't like going to the dentist. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think anyone's really a fan of it. I don't mind it, but then again, I haven't had a lot of dental problems. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't love it, but it's okay. Well, you're one of the unfortunate, the the very fortunate people to be born with good teeth. See, and I had fantastic dental care my entire life, you know, up until the last couple of years, just because I I was poor. Um, But... No, it doesn't matter. Like I had every kind of thing. My teeth came in straight. I didn't ever have to have braces and had great dental care. Didn't matter. Still got cavities. Genetics. Just genetics. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Like but both family trees are cursed with it. So no matter what we do, it doesn't matter. You're going to get a cavity. Like I don't eat much candy. I don't do any of that. Brush my teeth twice a day. I floss. Doesn't matter. Still going to happen. You floss? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How often? Mm, maybe not. As often as I should, but I do. Okay, I was just checking. I do. Well, how often do you floss? Never. Oh, well, you see, you should. And yet you don't have any problems. That's such bullshit. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, uh, so so I I had a couple couple of issues. Like there's there's a tooth that hurts. And 
I've in my youth I have I've had a couple of cracked teeth before. Ah, yeah, that sounds the, awful. Oh, it's the worst. I've had to have root canals because they crack, and this tooth has been hurting me, and uh, it feels just just uh, like residual pain from the past. Where I know what this is, I'm like, uh, I think uh, I think it kind of feels like it's cracking because Ew. it's a constant pain. I'm not going to go into too many details describing that, but it's it's painful. It's one tooth. It's on uh, like a back molar, and just that, uh, it just that's what I kind of think it is. At least that's what I thought it was. So it's like, look, I need to get in. I need to get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I do have uh, dental care now, and I will say this, you know, thanks thanks to uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. No, seriously, thank, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, really, it, it really yeah. did help me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's the greatest. There, there are some caveats that come with us. So I, uh, I, um... <laughs> where I have to go to the dentist is not in, let's say, the most desirable place in Portland. It's, you know, it's what you get with what what the level of care that you receive, mm-hmm. which is better than nothing. It's I'm gonna better say this. than nothing. It is yep. better than nothing. So I'm very happy about that. However, I uh, I I guess I grew up fortunate and usually usually you know and and grew up and just as an adult life I usually had just like a dedicated dentist that's where I went a dentist's office you know and you knew the dentist you meet the person like I had one all growing up and then when mm-hmm. I came to Portland I had pretty much the same one the entire time I was here Did until I ever tell you my until dentist, I, my insurance dropped my dentist's name when I was growing up what was it Doctor Nash Doctor Nash mm-hmm, like gnashing your teeth. Oh, don't make that sound. But it, it really. But his sound. name was Doctor Nash. It was. A, it was I would not funny. have made that connection of gnashing my teeth. I mean, seriously? Yeah, I would have made like Steve Nash or what was the? Uh, wasn't there a show with uh, like Nash Br- Nash Bridges? Oh wow, That's you are the, really dating yourself right now. Oh Nash. Oh wait, that did. Okay. Nash Bridges yeah. dated myself. Mm-hmm. I never watched Nash Bridges. I'm going to say that I was aware of it though. <laughs> so, I I went to the place where the where the insurance covers now. I've been to this place once before, well, twice before now, once last week. It is out, uh, it's it's out in the hinterlands of Portland, it's in very east Portland. Well, you already said it was in Gresham. Well, yeah, it's basically Gresham. Yeah, okay. Basically Gresham, where I was going. I mean, let's not class it up at this point. I mean, no. you already, you already, spoiler alert. And I'm sure there's Gresham. fine dentists in Gresham, and for anybody who doesn't know the Portland area, Gresham's kind of our, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's in that in-between area between outer Portland and Gresham, so it's even more like that. Not the nicest area, necessarily. I'm sure there are some nice areas, but this is not necessarily the nicest area. And where I went, where I go to, I can only really describe as, it's like a... Like you would compare like a a boutique like shopping experience, like going to Asylum. Say, so there's Asylum and that that kind of shopping experience here in Portland where you get great customer service, all the fine stuff they have there. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful little shop. Mm-hmm. Compare that to like a normal dentist. That's on the same level. The dentist that I went to is more like the Walmart of dentists. <laughs> that's more what I went to. Well, when you said there were a plethora of hands in your mouth in Gresham, I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. And so so you go out to this place. It's a pretty big complex, and there's a lot of people doing I don't know what all they do. And so I showed up at this place. Like last night, I didn't sleep because I was really nervous about it. I'm like, okay, crap. What if, What if it's cracked? What if that's not covered under the insurance I have? You know, is this going to cost me a lot of money? And then just spirals, and then I don't sleep. Dang. And plus, it it hurt. So I I was kind of worried about that, too. Like, it's never a good thing when something hurts in your mouth. No. That's never something anybody likes. 
So you're being very like I can always tell when Greg's uncomfortable talking about something because he's kind of disjointed. Yeah, talking, you're kind of wiggling over there. Yeah, yeah. Because it like makes you uncomfortable to talk about it. <laughs> I'm noting the chat. I'm just going to use a, a chat comment here really quick from Jesmyn. He said, "I'd like to see a nutritionist named Nibbler." That's true. Maybe I did miss my calling on. I that. think you did. Yeah, my mm-hmm. cousin's a doctor, but I don't know if that really works out there. It's I wouldn't trust same. a doctor Nibbler. Oh, you should. She's pretty good. <laughs> She's from All the right, good side. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so. So I, I show up at this place, you know, and it it is it's a very big office. There's a lot of people, and I was there at my appointment was at eight a.m. I was there yeah. at like seven thirty this morning, just so I didn't I didn't want to be late. And last time I went there, I got lo- I went the wrong way, so I got there early. And you go into this place; it's on the third floor of basically a big. It's like one of those strip mall buildings that's like two blocks long. Okay. And I don't know what else is on. The, I don't know what's on the lower floors. There's there's no signs for any businesses on the lower floors. There appears to be no activity on the lower floors. You just go up to the third floor. No idea what happens on the hmm. first two. Well, maybe it's like accounting or something, and they just don't need a sign in. I don't know. I don't know. There's no or lights on the in mafia. the offices. There's nothing that. Go- I mean, I've I, I have no idea what goes on in those other those first two floors. Okay, but your dentist is on the third floor. It's on the third floor. Okay. Yeah, the penthouse, if you will, of the oh, strip mall. Oh, sure. And you you walk in there, and even at eight a.m., the place is already. Packed. The waiting room is huge. It's like a lobby for a movie theater, and it's packed with people. Oh, Jesus. Already that, that early in the morning. Oh, God, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So you, you walk in, and nobody's happy going to the dentist. Nobody's in a good mood in there. No, nobody's like jovial, jumping up and down because they're, they're having to go to the dentist. You know, it's something either you have to do or you got a problem. And so, so there's all these people, and they all just kind of stare at you when you walk in the door. And you go to the counter, and the counter people... I'm going to say they're doing the best they can. You know, they're not overtly rude, but they also, they don't give a crap that you're here. They don't even identify you by your name. Mm -mm. They don't ask for your name. They identify you by your birthday. Oh, really? That's the only, that's, everybody asks you constantly, what's your birthday? Okay, your appointment's here. I'll let the, I'll let the staff know you've arrived. And so you have to go through that routine and they sit down and- you know, I knew I was going to be going in there. They're going to be inspecting things. They're going to be doing this stuff. But usually you expect like the person that, that comes to get you since the, they're the one greeting you. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking. They're the greeter. They're, they're supposed to be nicer. Yeah, they're usually, mm-hmm. you know, pretty nice. This is where my nightmares started. This is where it really began. The, so far, this is just leading up to any kind of trip going to the dentist. Out of nowhere, this door just bursts open. And this woman walks into the to the to the hall and... Mind you, my appointment was at 8. This was at like 7.50, so it was like 10 minutes early. And this woman just walks in. She's like, Gregory! 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 You know, and I go by Greg, but I'm... I'm uh, everybody's already panicking because she seems like she's in a panic. And so we start, we all start looking around. I'm like, oh, wait, is there another Gregory? I'm like, oh, nobody's standing. Oh, she must be me. I'm like, well, um, uh, I'm, I'm Greg. She's like, come with me. Come with me. And so I like, I have to like run across this room and I'm walking back this with this woman and I'm trying to ask her, I started saying, I started asking her, you know, just to make sure that she had the right Greg, you know, of it. And, and before I could even do this, another assistant walked by this woman and my assistant, the one that I'm standing with just starts laying into this other woman. I'm not even supposed to be here yet. They're working this morning. I don't know what's going on with the schedule. Oh, she's like yelling at the other lady <laughs> and the other lady is like, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not sure what happened with it. Uh, we're doing the best that we can uh, to, to get you off of this thing. She's like, Oh, fine. Come with me. And she's just in a huff, 
Like she is so stressed out and so worked up that it instantly makes me like I started sweating because I'm like, okay, this is not relaxing. This is not making me more comfortable to go through whatever's about to happen. Oh. Whatever they're going to tell me. God, so they're already like screaming at each other. Yeah. The, oh. the best thing that they're going to tell me is that, you know, there's something's, uh, you know, that uh, your tooth is going to be okay. It just is going to hurt forever. The worst thing they're going to tell me is that, oh, your tooth is cracked and it's going to fall out of your head. You know, I don't know. But this woman is not comforting me. And so, so we're walking. I'm like, okay, so you, did you mean Greg Nibbler? Is that just to clarify? She's like, you're Greg. And just huffed. And because there's nobody else in the history of the world whose name is Greg. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't want to get some other poor guy's appointment. I don't know what, they're gonna, what, what they were going to be doing to Gregory. And she, she leads me back to this room. And we walk in. She's like, you're in here. Just sit down. All right. So I sat in the chair. I'm trying to trying to remain calm. And I lay down in this chair, you know, in the in the dentist's chair. And she she starts furiously typing on a computer. She's like, "So why are you here?" I'm like, "Well, number one, I've been there the week before yeah. for a cleaning and that's when I told them about the problem that was going on with my tooth. That's the whole point of the appointment, why I was there." Which should be, I would think in the notes. So I start explaining to her, but I was panicked. I was nervous. Because she made me so nervous. Oh, and because so she's of like, her, like crazy energy. Yeah, so she's like, "What's wrong? Why are you here?" I'm like, "Uh, uh well, I, I, the, my tooth. Uh, I was last week. I was here. Um, in my tooth, it hurts. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really know why I'm there. I just know that my tooth hurts. Yeah, you know, and and I, I can't tell her any more information than that. But she panicked me so much that is this the woman that was I complaining that she wasn't even supposed to be working yet? Yes, this is still that Jesus, woman. Jesus, okay. And, and then, um, uh, so I, I tried to explain. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. She's like, oh, really? Okay. And then keeps, I, I don't know what that means. That was her reply to me. So it doesn't, didn't help me out very much at all right there. And finally she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just not supposed to be in here right now. I'm like, I, it's not my fault that yeah. you were misscheduled. I don't have anything to do with that. But and wouldn't you, you think she'd have some sort of training to know that most people, I mean, like, isn't it like a great majority of humans that actually feel like completely fear the dentist yeah like you should definitely have a more subtle touch like i mean i personally am not scared of it but i know most people i know are exactly and, and i don't Cause know it can be scary if you have you know any kind of problem and they're putting drills in your head like it's it's fucking terrifying yeah and i don't know what happened with her morning i she was obviously misscheduled she wasn't ready to start working yet i'm sorry it's but, but that's not my fault you know i had nothing to do with that and finally she's like okay um all right, you need to lean back. Like, oh, oh, okay. And and I was leaning back. She's like, I need to take your blood pressure. Uncross your legs. Like, just barking orders at me. Jesus. Like, all right, okay, okay. And the last thing I want to do is get her more worked up mm-hmm. by by saying something about how she was treating me. Oh, you don't want to piss her off. No, I'm just doing everything that she says. And she starts, she, she takes the blood pressure. She does all that. And then she starts leaning me back. And this is when I really realized where I was at. So she leans back the chair. Usually they give you glass, like sunglasses or whatever. In, oh, the do dentist. they still do that? I was going to ask you. Yeah, like because it's get, bright like, lights that you're like staring really at. Like the really ugly, like 80s sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about that. I yeah. just want something to block out the light because it's very bright when you lean back to look at the, at, the, at the ceiling. She didn't offer me that. She leaned me back. And the first thing I noticed when I leaned back is I looked up at the two uh, light covers that were above me. And I counted about eight flies, oh, dead God. flies, 
that were in the light cover. Oh, my God. They had clearly gotten in there somehow, died, and then were resting, you know, on the other side of the light cover. So the light just illuminated them. The the regular dentist lights were they're like the big, like almost squared, like rounded square kind of. They were like fluorescent lights with big covers on them. And there were eight flies above my head. And that is the first thing I saw when I laid back. Oh, my God. Oh, I did not expect you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is... So how is that? It's not legal. How keep is in that mind, happening? I had not slept last night because I was so nervous about going to the dentist. And then I convinced myself this morning that, no, you're being ridiculous. You didn't sleep. That's silly. It's going to be fine. Like, like, knock it off, anxiety. There's no need for this. No, I didn't worry enough was my problem. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, it's being in the note, uh, note of the chat. Jasmine, flies live only live two days. They die constantly. Well, then they should be cleaning out when it's a medical facility and I'm opening up my mouth to the light fixture above my head. Oh, my God. Uh, Um, It's being said that you should actually put the name of the place in the chat so that nobody accidentally goes there. All right. I I will. I will. I got it. I Got to write down the name. Okay, here. if I, you're I laying the there, is. like I understand that bugs that bugs are part of our lives, but yeah. in a dentist's office where yeah. you're sitting with your mouth open, where clearly if they were able to get into the light, their little bodies might be able to fall out of the light into your mouth. <sighs> they had to get in there some way. Not gonna say I wasn't thinking about that. Oh my god! So I leaned back and uh, and, and and you know I'm staring in this light like my my. My eyes are being blinded by the light, and I'm staring at these flies. And then she just says, like, open up, and just jammed her hands into my mouth. And one of my I, – I know this is a horror story, and I'm sorry, but there's a – one of the things I hate the most okay. is the sucky thing. The sucky thing. I hate I don't mind the sucky thing. So much that feeling is one of the worst feelings on earth to me. <laughs> like, uh, some people feel about – uh, nails oh, God, on I chalkboard. Can't I can't even hear you say that. See, yeah. nails on chalkboard doesn't bother me at all. Oh. This is my nails on chalkboard. I just... I, the sucky thing? I hate it again. I, I like it. it. It cleans everything out. It's like... <laughs> and then it gets everything out of your mouth. Although that's Lose it all nice and spick and span. Oh, no. I can't I can't handle it. That feeling and is one of the worst... And sometimes you get stuck to the side of your Oh, cheek, my God. That's the like... worst... That is the worst <laughs> feeling I can possibly think if some if I were ever captured and being tortured for some reason it would be the sucky thing I could probably handle them pulling my fingernails out but if they brought out one of those things I'll squeal like a squeal like a pigeon or whatever was it squeal like a a pig squeal like a pig I don't know I will I will I will rat out everybody Wow because I hate do, it so much. do you not use it very much like every time because I had to go to the I mean honestly I think maybe I'm not afraid of the dentist as much because I had so much fucking orthodontia. When I was yeah, younger. I never had to deal with any of that. Exactly. So that was torture. Like the dentist to me was like, that's fine. You just get a cleaning. You get like a uh, like a shiny new toothbrush at the end like that. I liked or, my dentist growing up. Yeah. Or like, the, like, like going to an orthodontist, him. that's like going to a torture chamber. We've talked about like, I've, I've, you know, yeah. they were always like turning things, tightening things, putting more metal in it's my like mouth. It's like you're an experiment I for them. I had the spikes in there. The orthodontist freaked me the fuck out. I hated the orthodontist. Dentist on the other hand was fine okay but, but so like the dentist when they used the sucky thing that's why it was so much less painful than anything the murderous orthodontist did to me okay yeah in that comparison then yeah oh. yeah i suppose so well this uh, they lean me back and she just starts shoving her hands in my mouth does she have gloves on 
I think so. You, what do you mean you think so? I was in a panic. When you're in the middle of it. So she's sitting there talking to you. She gets out. up as you're talking and then she starts saying. You kind of black out a little bit. She shoves her fingers into your mouth <laughs> yes, as you're, you're staring up at the fly light. Yes. Oh my God. Being blind because I don't have any glasses on. Uh, again at 8 o'clock in the morning in Gresham yeah. with no protective eyewear. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so then the. Jesus the de- this is This is the nightmare I endured today. I can't to be, believe to this get is here real. to do a this show. Really happened? Yeah, yeah, and I'm and so then the actual dentist comes in, and the last time I had seen her, and I talked about this when it happened. This was like back in November, I think it was. She was complaining about the soup her husband made, and then complaining to the other person that was. Wait, this was today. No, this was previously when I was here. Oh, okay. the actual dentist. It's oh, that's where, awesome. Yeah, she looks like she's. Like twenty five, I don't know. She's she's very young, and she was complaining about the soup that her husband made last time. Yeah, she was pissed off about the soup that her husband wow, made, she and she was complaining about to the yeah. to the other to the other assistant in there. And she shows up, and she's like, "All right, so what's going on?" It's like, "Oh yeah, your filling came." And that's the thing. I had had a filling done, a mild filling done, and uh, previously, and it came out. Ah, so that's part of part of it. And then also, I had the tooth the toothache. Is it the same tooth or a different one? Same tooth. Okay. Same tooth. It's a combination of things. It's a miserable tooth. I, I need the tooth, but I hate this tooth so much. Um, I, I would rather have it, though, than not. So so she's like, oh, yeah, that came out. I'm like, well, yeah, you're the one that did it. You're the one that put the filling in. So, so if the it dentist came out, is in here at this point. The dentist is in there, and After she's the looking at like, my mouth. the girl around in your mouth. No, and then they both put their hands in my mouth. <laughs> what? She's pulling on my cheek to get a better look at the molar in the back. And the other lady is sitting there shoving the sucky thing into my mouth over and over and like zipping it all, everything up. And Wait, did they have the water and the sucky thing? Yeah, then there was water that came in. Okay, because they wouldn't have the sucky thing without the water thing. Like, why would they No, this? no. She was using the sucky thing without any water. That's weird. Yeah, I know. So Meanwhile, they both have their hands in Remember, I'm looking at flies this entire time. And, and any then, other situation, and then this the would have been sexy. A nightmare. No, there was nothing sexy <laughs> about this. staring at the fly lights with no sunglasses on as two While women two are, shoving, are their- shoving their hands in my mouth. Yeah, it was not. I would not consider that sexy. Oh, God, just <sighs> counting the flies, hoping that there was still eight in there every time you look up. Because if one yeah. disappears, you know where that went. Oh, God. Keep I wouldn't even know. Maybe that's why she had the sucky thing out so much. So <laughs> so that's happening. And then she brings out... And you know what? I want to say this too. For anybody who's upset about the story about the dentist here, rem- this, use this as a reminder that your dentist is not as bad. Your dentist is not as bad as this mm. experience. Because I told her that you know the, the tooth the tooth hurt. It hurts like when I have pressure on it and it's real sensitive to heat and cold and all that stuff. And... She's like, mm, okay, okay, all right. And then she just brings out this thing. She doesn't tell me what she's doing. She just brings out this tool that looks like a little grinder what? and starts going, grinding on my tooth. Are you like a... She did not explain to me what she was going to be doing. I didn't know what she was going to be doing. I found out afterward. What are you... Where were... Are you sure this was a dentist's office? I don't know for sure. It says dentistry on it. She started grinding my tooth. And at this point, like I've I've gone I've gone limp with uh I'm just like this is my life now. This is where I am. This is how this is how I survive this. You know, this is the only thing. I have to go to a different place. You know, take my mind somewhere else. And and she just started grinding on my 
grinding on my tooth. And I don't know what she's doing. And then she gets done with that. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we got to fix that cavity. And then she just like jams a bunch of stuff in there. Again, not explaining what she's doing, which my previous experience with, with good dentists, they tell you what they're doing. This is also why this is the Walmart. It's a get in, get out. It's a fast food industry. They just they want nothing to fast do with food. you. Just grind it down. Get them in, get them out. <sighs> and so she just started shoving stuff in. I don't know what it all was. I, to be honest, 100% honest, I really don't know what all she did to me. So your morning was spent in Gresham with two women shoving strange objects into your mouth. One of them visibly and audibly upset that she was working. And the other one just grinding away at things. She took liberties with my mouth. She just went to tell. I don't know. She didn't even tell you. She didn't even tell me what she did. Wow. She just did it. She did stuff. She took some tooth liberties. And then she got up and walked out. She didn't even say anything to you? Nope. Are you kidding? Nope. Greg, no. You're misremembering. I am not. I am not. She said that she had grinded it. Uh, she, she, She said that she had grinded some of the tooth and that... She put some filling back in there. Oh, my And then she got up and walked God. out. Like, scurried out. And and I didn't know that that was the end of it. I thought there was going to be some more inspection, some more thing about my, you know, about You about need the to say the name of this business. After this, this is awful. Um, you need to abso-fucking-lutely. All right, all right. Are well, you kidding me? Well, the problem is I don't, I think I've got new insurance starting up next month. Yeah, so you're probably not going to have to go back there. I, and I make really sure nobody, hope not. I'm not going to go back there, to be this honest. Is, that is completely I'm violating. Not, I'm, I'm honestly not making up I any of this. I know you're not, like, because I've really seen is. you, and you've been acting weird all morning. Yeah. And you're like, because what Greg and I will do is, if we have a story, we'll save it so that you don't have to, you know, like, so, because I don't, I don't want to <laughs> have, like, a fake reaction. I want to have my initial reaction, and Greg's just... He looked broken when I saw him this morning. <laughs> and he was like, I had a really bad morning. I knew he was going to the dentist. I'm like, what happened? He's just like, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. That's what I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then, yeah, she, the dentist actually walked out. And then the other woman just like, she just stared at me. And she's like, okay, well, you can get up. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, yep, exit's that way. What? And I walked out. And that's it? No discussion of a follow-up appointment. No discussion of what I should be doing to care for my tooth. No discussion of how, like, what I should walk out, watch out for. It was, bam, it's like basically they hit a button on the back of the chair, launched me out, and ejected me out of the, out of the office. And oh, then my God. Like, All right, exits that way. Exits that way. And they kicked me out. That's what my experience was like at this place. All right, I will, uh, let, me, let me pull up the name because it's, it's one of those generic names that... Honestly, I don't even remember what it is. Um, I know that you were talking about like all the tooth things, like the grinding and them shoving their hands in your mouth and mm-hmm. like doing things. Mm-hmm. I still think the worst part of that story is the eight flies and the lights. That was pretty disturbing. I think the flies and the lights would be. I, I would have probably <laughs> gagged if like they're trying to do dental work and I'm looking at cor- like bug corpses. Yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> I mean for a dentist's office, yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs> Now I'm afraid, though, if I have to go back there again, I'm going to face retribution if I say the name of it. No. You're not going back This was my experience. Th- you're not going back there again. I'm not going to go back there Absolutely again. not. You're not going back there again. What was the name of the place? Dental Care Today. Dental Care Today. There it is. That's it. Say it one time. We're leaving it at that. Dental Care Today. Ugh. All right. Now I have to say that I was saying that oh, I Oh, I'm don't. looking at the reviews. I, I might not be the only one. 
<laughs> Greg, the, from the way you described it, I don't think that's that. hat 50-50. Looks like some people had some good ones, some people did not. Well. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Okay, here's one of the reviews of the place. The only reason I'm giving it these stars is because the staff was very kind and patient. And I will say the front desk staff, you know, they seemed like they were doing a good job. She was considerate dealing with all that stuff. So I have nothing against them. And my previous dental assistant was good. But this woman just wrote, now the surgeon who took my teeth out sent me into a panic attack during the extraction. He knew his English fairly well, but his bedside manner was terrible. He called me the patient when he was describing the procedure to me and not by my name. <laughs> um, oh, God, this is all just like really sad reviews. I'm looking at the worst clinic ever. They're so rude. They canceled my husband's appointment for no reason. Yeah, very rude and unprofessional. Uh, this other woman... Uh, uh, I got in and the guy said, so we are doing a filling for you today. I told him no, and then he must have the wrong file that I was there to be seen for my chipped tooth. That was very painful. He pulled up my chart, and lo and behold, there was a giant red X on one of my teeth in the picture. Nobody ever told me that I needed a filling <laughs> or even had a cavity. It just magically appeared. In fact, I had just been in to have all of my cavities filled and was told by them that I didn't have any more. I told him that I didn't have a cavity, and he said the dentist would look at it. After fighting with her that my tooth actually did hurt, <laughs> she finally patched it, then proceeded to look at my no-cavity tooth and told the assistant to mark watch on that tooth. <laughs> don't have a cavity there. <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying that things are covered in grime, and it's the grossest place that they've ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah. It is. Uh, that is what it is. All right. <laughs> I'm not going back there. No, you're never going back there, Greg. Yeah, I, I'm Absolutely not. not. I mean, honestly, it I was... will give you some of my own money to cover some sort of copay <laughs> no. so that you don't go back. It was to that out place. of necessity, you know, that I that I had to do it. But I believe next month I am allowed to go to another place. I've I've got an upgrade, so hopefully I won't be having to go there oh again. Oh my god! Okay, I you have actually now kind of given me a phobia. Well, see, no, the reason you shouldn't have a phobia because. I have never had this kind of experience before. <laughs> Honestly, I, I've, I can recommend a really good dentist in Portland. Uh, she's just <laughs> not on my insurance. So I can't go to her. Uh, otherwise, I would go back to the one on uh, Gleason and the, who I used to go to. Gleason or Burnside? I think it was on Burnside. But anyway, there is a very good dentist in town. This one, not so much. I went to a dentist on like 25th and Hawthorne once. Very, very nice. Yeah. Laurelhurst Dentistry. I will recommend them. And okay, they even let's stop talking about dentists. They even Greg. fucked up my tooth before one time, but I would still recommend them. Okay. All right. Because anyway, they didn't have flies in their lights. They didn't have flies in their lights. Not that I can ever recall. That would be something you would notice. Have I traumatized too many people? Do you think people stopped listening to the show because of that? No, you weren't talking about like extractions or anything like that. You were talking about a disgusting business. It is really what happened. And we've talked about grosser things. I mean, if someone can't stomach uh, that, I don't know how they're. But looking. that is why I'm a little bit on edge today. Zero sleep and then going through that. You do. This is two days of zero sleep. Like I'm not used to you being yeah. so manic, like consecutively. Because yeah. usually it'll, it's like one day and then you get your shit back together. Well, it's not like I did this to my. I know. Self. I know. I'm, I feel bad for you because I know that all you want is sleep and not stress, and not to be manhandled <laughs> by strange women in Russia. What's the worst <laughs> morning when it comes to anxiety and stress ever? Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I just I feel better I thank everybody for listening to that I feel better there you go now that I got that off of my chest (laughs) 
Jeez. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, a mental health CEO is going to prison after he was caught embezzling $500,000 for his personal palm reader. A mental health CEO, very wealthy man, is facing prison charges after he embezzled $500,000 for his palm reader. Like a palm reader, not a palm pilot, a palm palm reader. reader. Wow. Out of Battle Creek, Michigan, this story comes from. The head of a southwestern Michigan mental health agency has learned of his future. (laughs) Puns. I didn't write that. That was me. At least 32 months in prison for using public money to hire a personal fortune teller to tell him of his future. Looks like he didn't foretell this. Want me to dub in, like, drum noises there? Maybe some laughs. Okay. That would have been good. Uh, This man's name is Irvin Brinker. Irvin Brinker was sentenced, uh, let's see, uh, after pleading guilty to embezzlement and Medicaid fraud conspiracy. Now, Brinker was a CEO at Summit Point, which is a mental health organization in Battle Creek that serves people in five counties. Now, he was accused of spending $510,000 on a palm reader and her husband in Key West, Florida, and concealing it from everybody else since they were public funds. Do you want me to do the... Palm reader. Jeffrey. Yeah, here. Let me just uh, pull it up here. We're gonna. Okay. This is how comedy works, everybody. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Here. Let me do the headline. <clears throat> A mental health CEO is headed to prison after he embezzled five hundred thousand dollars for his palm reader. I didn't say the joke yet. Oops. My bad. I guess she didn't see that coming. Brinker will have to pay double the amount, so over a million dollars in restitution uh, as a civil penalty. So he is going to be facing 32 months, and he will be eligible for parole after that. That isn't a joke. Oh, sorry. Just stop. Stop that. Regular Jackie the Joke Man. Wow, that's an old reference. Yeah. Huh. Baba Booey. Next up. A new study has come out out of Washington, D.C., where it has determined that 10% of college graduates truly believe that Judge Judy is on the Supreme Court. One in 10 college graduates believe that Judge Judy is a member of the Supreme Court. That's more depressing than going to the dentist. Yes, college graduates believe that the television judge, Judge Judy, serves as a a Supreme Court justice. So... The report was done by, uh, it was called A Crisis in Civic Education, looked into the effectiveness of civic education in the United States universities. The study found that 10% of college graduates believe that Judge Judy serves on the Supreme Court. Oh my God. And 40% of people didn't know that Congress has the power to declare war. The report sought to prove that funding for educational programs that place a greater focus on civic uh, projects and activities have been detrimental to overall civic literacy. Which, very much so. Fair enough. Um, The study also found that one-third of the participants, again, college graduates, could not name a single right provided within the First Amendment. Except for they can't take your guns away. Mm -hmm. Couldn't even name that one. Uh, so the report is suggesting that universities require graduates to complete courses that place a greater these are, focus. And, and these are graduates mm-hmm. of... Of college, of universities. Uh, I'm familiarizing God. students with the nation's founding documents. So it is a legitimate is that, concern. Do, do kids not learn about that in 
grade school anymore? You don't learn about the Constitution? And I think you do. I don't know, parents. Do you learn about that? You don't learn about how government works? Like the basic tenets of how it works? I would think that you did. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. Well, here's another. Well, this isn't depressing. This is just more amusing. Uh, we all remember a man by the name of Kim Jong-un, right? <laughs> now, is this not going to be depressing? Uh, no, Kim Jong-un. No, it's very exciting because he and his team of inventors in North Korea have now created something that they're very proud of and I'm sure in no way, shape, or form is fake. No, it wouldn't be fake. Kim Jong-un has invented an alcohol that absolutely 100% never gives you a hangover. Oh. Yes. Kim Jong-un, his team of scientists, claim to have invented an alcohol that won't give you a hangover. Now, the liquor is made from a plant extract, uh, ginseng, and sugar is replaced with burnt rice, which eliminates the bitterness and a hangover. So it's named Corio Liquor, and the company has spent years refining <coughs> the drink in the country. Years, because, yeah, that's... Years. That's the most important thing yes, North Koreans Kim need Jong-un to worry about. Kim Jong-un says, of course, Not he's... food. He's more than happy to, of course, make his contributions, because he's... The head scientist of North Korea. Yeah. I mean... Did did he land on the moon or was it his dad? I can't remember which. I think they both did. Okay. Who was one of them? Yeah, one of them, if, if not both. Okay. All right. So now uh, Kim Jong-un's very excited to bring his product to the masses, saying that, of course, 100% no hangover ever. Uh, so says that the use of ginseng is the reason, and the burnt rice is the reason why you won't get a hangover. Okay. And at some point, of course, this miracle alcohol will be available worldwide. Because everybody wants to drink. That wasn't a joke. All right. Sorry, I still have the Star Wars theme on my Google. And finally, I do have some breaking news for you. about a conspiracy not your favorite one it's not it's not about the the bigfoot all right it's better not that's not a conspiracy that's fact okay sorry about that i have some information for you about nessie yes the, oh, loch, the loch ness, ness monster mon- yeah yep, well yep. it's now being reported that the loch ness monster's secret hiding place is may that it's have- a plesiosaur right and it can there's a cave underneath the loch that it can swim out to the ocean and back in could you not interrupt me that's what it's going to be, isn't it? The Loch Ness Monster's secret hiding place may have been found by a former fisherman who has sonically mapped the depths of the world seas. Now, Britain's deepest loch is Loch Moor, which is allegedly the home to uh, another Loch Ness Monster, the Water Kelpie. Do you know what that is? I'm not familiar with Water Kelpie. I don't know. So uh, it's measured at 1,017 feet. So that that lock is. However, that's not where the Loch Ness monster lives. Uh, the 43-year-old skipper, his name's Keith Stewart, has found a crevice about nine miles east of Inverness, and has measured it with a state-of-the-art sonar equipment at 889 feet. So he's saying that the level of the depth is changing, whether or not Nessie is hibernating in her crevice. He knows what he's doing. I'm inclined to believe it. Yep. Okay. Well, they've now uh, christened the abyss Keith's Abyss, and they are now on the lookout. Wait, for he got the name of? Yeah, he got the. You get to name it? Yeah. 
Well, I want to name something. He said uh, two weeks ago when he was running his sonar equipment over it, he got a sonar image of what looked like a long object with a hump lying at the bottom of the abyss. Uh, previous week, I was there. It wasn't there when I had scanned the lock bed before. That intrigued me, and I found the dark shape about, shape about halfway between the Klansman Hotel and another place which transpired to be a crevice or a trench. I measured it with our state-of-art 3D equipment at 889 feet, which is 77 feet deeper than the previous recorded deepest point. So they think that it was recorded more shallow than it actually is and that Nessie is actually lower than they thought, but she's been just laying in plain sight the entire time. In Keith's hole or whatever it's called. Yeah. What was it? Keith's abyss. So uh, they do believe, in fact, that they have found the lair of Nessie. Uh, Gary Campbell, who's the president of the Loch Ness Monster fan club and registrar of sightings, says, This just adds another dimension. We thought the loch was 810 feet deep, and we just discovered a 20-foot diameter hole at the bottom. Now we've discovered a whole trench that makes the loch nearly 900 feet deep, which is twice the depth of the North Sea. There could be more trenches which make it deeper, which gives Nessie lots of places to hide. Her and her whole family could really hide out and explains why they're rarely seen. Which, in other news, by the way, the Loch Ness Monster has an entire family. I assumed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this summer, they're hoping that they can get someone to come into the lock with the best detection sonar in the world down into the deepest of the depths just to see what's really at the bottom of the lock. Mm. Although they're pretty sure it's the Loch Ness Monster. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Facts. There you go. That's your world of crazy. Whole family of Nessies. Oh, boy, howdy. Let me tell you. That's a lot of Nessies down That's there. That's a lot of Nessies. Don't say it like that. All right, I don't know how to transition to this. I found this other thing that I want to do today. Did you have ball talk, or what do you want I to do? I do have some ball talk. Do you want to do ball talk? And then I found this thing that um, reminded me of you because it's been a topic on the show before, and someone actually uh, released a list, which I think we should go through. I like lists. I know you do. Before we go too far, though, I do want to say something else that I like. Bingo. Bingo's very fun. One week. <coughs> excuse me. That was really good. We're going to do that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. That's just part of my tooth falling into my mouth. Ew, gross. The Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Bingo Night, which is next Thursday, January 28th. Sign up at 6 p.m. for free at the Landmark Saloon 4847 southeast division we want to see everyone there and if you go to our website you can see another link to it as well it is sponsored by small town brewery makers of not your father's root beer and not your father's ginger ale fine sponsors of fun employment radio's bingo night at the landmark saloon uh these are the kind of things that help us a helps us keep the show going and what which is why we appreciate the sponsorship but also it's a whole hell of a lot a lot of fun and um everybody that's come out through the first two had a great time we would like to see everybody out there this coming week, so that's Thursday, January 28th. If you are here in Portland, come down to the Landmark Saloon for the Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night, brought to you by Small Town Brewery. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. It's just a small bit of balls today. Sure. Just a, just a, just a bit. Just a tad. Okay. That's... But I do have an update. Okay. On the breaking news that I gave you yesterday about the scandal... In the world of tennis. Oh, yeah. So here is what's what's happening. Um, it, became, it came out yesterday or the day before that there is evidence of a lot of cheating and 
match rigging in the world of international tennis. Um, so much so that they're saying that it looks really plausible that some people have been throwing matches in, in conjunction with some extreme betting on the other side. Now some of the players are starting to come out and talk about this. So the world's number one player is Novak Jokovic. Novak Novak Jokovic. Sounds about right. Jokovic. Jokovic. Novak Jokovic. Novak Jokovic. Serbian. That's a fun name. Novak Jokovic. He said, and he's the world's number one ranked tennis player right now, and he has actually come out and said that he was offered nearly $200,000 to lose a first-round match in 2007. Saying Mm. that he was offered two hundred grand to lose a first-round match in 2007. Now, he also said, I didn't take the money. But the fact that he even came out and said this without being accused of anything... It sounds to me like there's going to be more people. It, what it sounds like to me is somebody saying, "No, uh, well, I don't know if it happened, but I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Somebody offered me, but I didn't do it." Yeah, that also sounds they all like want to get out in the forefront. Sounds like panic to me. Oh yeah. And there are going. There's going to be a pretty big investigation of this. Now he said, "I was approached through people that were working with me at the time. It made me feel terrible because I don't want to be anyhow linked to this kind of you know. Somebody may call it an opportunity for me. That's an act in sportsmanship, a crime in sport. Honestly, I don't support it. I think there is no room for it in any sport, especially in tennis. That is going to be a big story. What is going to be going on? It's also they came out and, and talked about this. So sixteen of the players ranked in the world's top fifty were flagged in this study by the Tennis Integrity Unit over suspicions they threw matches. Now, some of the biggest... I didn't know this, but tennis is one of the world's biggest sports to bet on. I would have no idea. Just not here in the U.S. Uh, Very big in, shockingly, Russia, Northern Italy, and Sicily. No real reason there'd be groups there wanting to rig matches at all. In Russia, Northern Italy, or Sicily. No, you don't want to speculate. No. No. No, there's never been any implications of any groups there doing things illegally. So that is what's going on right now. They're investigating this. I suspect that it's going to be coming out a lot bigger. Uh, Moving on to Ball Talk. This is just another update that uh, Steph Curry is not human right now. He is... He's definitely the best basketball player on the planet right now, I would say, in the NBA. I, I You can't really find somebody who's playing better than him at this moment. Mm-hmm. And that's and, been for a while now. Yeah, well, starting since last year, and he really is playing out of his mind. So if you do, even if you're a casual fan of basketball, I, do, I will say this. Watch a Golden State Warriors game just to watch Steph Curry play right now because who knows how long he's going to be able to continue playing like this. Can't be forever. But right now, he's on fire. But mm-hmm. he is starting to uh, get a little bit cocky about it. Starting to get a little bit, little little cocky. Really, and this is what he said on Sunday. Is they were taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland? Of course, that's where Golden State won their NBA championship mm-hmm. last year. Was in Cleveland, and Steph Curry was asked about what it felt like coming back to Cleveland, where they had won the championship to play LeBron James and the Cavaliers. His Curry statement was. Obviously, walking in the locker room, it'll be good memories. Hopefully, it still smells a little bit like champagne. Oh, wow. Doing some shit-talking. Yeah. Some shit-talking. But then they did go on to beat uh, the Cavaliers by 40. So, 
What are you going to do? Moving on to Ball Talk. Let's get to the NFL playoffs here before we wrap this uh, Ball Talk up. There is some backlash coming out now from Seattle Seahawks fans regarding their loss to the Carolina Panthers and their quarterback, Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton, uh, at the end of the game against the Seahawks, I saw this, ran yeah. around the field, and somebody had a number 12 flag. If you don't know, the Seattle Seahawks, their fans you know, are called the 12s because they're the 12th man. It's, the, it's a whole deal. Because there are thing. only 11 players on the 11 players field. on the field, yes. yep. So they're the 12th man and the 12s. And some some Seahawks fan was at the at Carolina Stadium as the Carolina Panthers had won and was waving his 12th flag. Cam Newton saw it, grabbed it, uh, ripped it down from the stands, and wadded it up and threw it, laughing, and then kept on running around the field. You know, they, they, they won. And you know Cam Newton does that because he already did it to a Packers mm. flag earlier this year. Well... I'm going to say this, and, and, and I'm here in the Northwest, and I know a lot of Seahawks fans who are great people. The Seahawks fans do not have a great reputation in the NFL, partially because they've been winning. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've won a lot over the last few years. But also, there is the stigma that everybody is a bandwagon fan who just all of a sudden became Seahawks fans because they started winning. Yeah. And they also are very loud, loudly will proclaim how great of fans they are. I'm not saying whether it's true or not, but that is the reputation in the NFL. Well, they didn't do any... They're not doing themselves any favors right now. Uh, this, uh, there's a Seahawks fan who posted on a local news channel in Seattle an open letter to Mr. Cam Newton. So is this, this is one from, from the woman? This is a, well, this is a woman named Sarah. This is a new one. There, previously, there was one to Cam Newton from like Tennessee or something. Okay. This is from a Seahawks fan in Seattle. Dear Mr. Newton, I am a Seahawk fan. I bleed blue and green. Although I will be the first to tell you that today we did not bring our A game. We were beat fair and square. There is one thing, though, one thing that needs to be said. My news feed is filled with you, Mr. Newton, and not in a good way. A video of you pulling a 12th flag down and throwing it to the ground like garbage. You see the one that people don't... You see, the one that people don't realize is Seahawks fans aren't just fans. The 12th man is a community, a family that regardless of winning, stand behind our team and our community. So you see, Cam, disrespecting the 12th man flag isn't just disrespecting our team. It's disrespecting the fans that back our team. By the way, they won. Yeah. They won. Jesus. Somebody wearing a 12th. A community that feeds and clothes the homeless. A community that raises funds for families in hard times. A community that helps a three-year-old girl battle cancer. A community that has more grace and respect than you could imagine. You see, Cam, while you're practicing for your next game, our QB will be at Seattle Children's Hospital raising the flag that you shamefully threw to the ground. And he will be placing them on the hospital walls of Little Twelves. She goes on and on. Little Twelves? That's kind of creepy. Yes. Uh, She goes on and on. Uh, calling uh, Mr. Classless Cam Newton, good luck and may God teach you what real winning looks like, Sarah. Here's the thing. In all honesty, Cam Newton does do a lot for for cancer kids as well. I mean, I'm just going to be, be honest about it. They they do a lot for children at their stadium mm. too. Seahawks, that's great. They do that for them. It's a game, and the Seahawks lost. Carolina was a better team. Carolina won. Yeah. Yeah, he took down a 12 flag, but I'll tell you what, and I'm not, you know, the biggest Cam Newton fan in the world, but if you were a Carolina fan and they did that, you would think it was 
awesome. Yeah. That they took the 12 flag that somebody was waving all game in their stadium, and then he wadded it up and he threw it. It's not like he set it on fire and peed on it. He grabbed it and, and wadded it up well, and threw it. Well, that was oddly specific. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's it's really... It's really not that big a thing. And and people are going, yes, Seattle fans are, are dicks when they win too. And it's true. That's part of the NFL. That's part of how it is. And you win some, you lose some. Just deal with it. You lost. And I would have rooted for the Seahawks. I was yeah. rooting for the Seahawks. But you lost. That's it. By a lot. M- move on. Yeah. Uh, moving on in ball talk. Uh, we'll do this finally. In honor of that, because I did say that the NFL, you know, the NFC Conference Championship is coming up this weekend, mm. Carolina versus Arizona, and the New England Patriots taking on the Denver Broncos. In honor of that, there's four days left this week. I figured each day we'll play one fan song from one team. Sarah, I'm going to give you the choice. You do not know what these songs are. Oh, these are fan songs. Would you like to hear Panthers on the Prowl? Or a Panthers rapish, rapish. Panthers on the prowl. Panthers on the prowl, Sarah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me just pull this up here. This is from a live recording at a bar somewhere in Carolinas by Joe Matthews called Panthers on the Prowl. Starts off with a little keyboard. That's how you can tell the prowling. Yeah, you can also hear the crowd in the background. Real, real packed house. When are they? When did they? That's a bit of a build up. I yeah, think he's, this is. He's more in the vein of like a Jethro Tull, like kind of big build up to. How long is the build up? That's a little longer than it's, I thought. It's pretty long. It's already it's pretty way long too build long. Up. Yeah, yeah. Talk up the it's, ramp. It's uh, longer than I would like it to be. It is. Rather long. I didn't quite realize how long it was. Oh, wait. I think he's getting ready to do something. Oh, he's using both hands there. Oh, Jesus. He's getting ready to... Oh, that was it. Then there's no more. What is happening over there? What are you doing? Come on. It's Sarah, this is Joe Matthews singing Panthers on the Prowl. Who's Joe Matthews? I, I don't... Oh, and there's a lady on bongos. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let Carolina have their day. Okay, that's enough of that. Oh, yeah, he's rocking it right now. Yeah, I can hear the mad bongoing. There we go. That was Panthers on the prowl. If you are a fan of New England, Arizona, or Denver, I'm going to give you the opportunity to send in your favorite fan song, or I'm going to pick it for you. I was Carolinas. Panthers on the prowl. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. Well, I do have one thing, but should I save it for tomorrow? I don't want it to be. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 
but I want to make sure I did. I did find a list that I do want to go through. But let's do it tomorrow because not only will I have my super secret list from tomorrow, we're also going to be joined by a very special guest. We will indeed have a very special guest on tomorrow. Should we just say who it is? Of course we should. Joining us tomorrow on Fun Employment Radio will be the one and only Mr. Rick Emerson. Yes, our dear friend Rick Emerson. Rick Emerson will be here tomorrow. Yeah, because Greg and I still talked to him, and we're just like we realized we're like hell. We haven't even we haven't had him on the show in a long time. Yeah, so I know. he's going to stop by, shoot the shit with us. We're going to find out. That age-old question. That nobody ever asks. What's Rick been up to? Boy, nobody has ever asked me that question at all, ever me before, neither. constantly, when I'm out. Me neither. What's Rick up to? Rick well, we're going to find out tomorrow. We're going to find out tomorrow. Rick will be joining us on Fun Employment Radio tomorrow. Um, thank you, everyone, for letting me get my horror story off of my chest. I am going through a little bit of a... I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight. I'm yeah, not you're kind of you're having like a post traumatic stress thing. Uh, it's going a little on right bit. Now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to have I'm gonna have a nightmare about it tonight. Just staring at those flies while those ladies' hands oh, are God. doing God knows what with a oh. drill and a suck thing in my mouth. They're just rooting oh. around in there. using your mouth as if it's just some random orifice. Yeah. They don't even care. No. They didn't even ask. I was just an object. No, they didn't ask or tell no, me what they were gonna ask. do. They started ramming things in there. Yep. It's very violating. That actually would piss me off. <sighs> so anyway, you made it through. You're never going back there. No. No, I'm not going to go back there. No, you're not going to go back there. There were flies in the lights. Oh, Jesus. All right, Greg, I get it. That's enough. That's enough. Send That's us enough. an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You were all... Wonderful, wonderful people, and we appreciate it greatly. Uh, coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network, I believe the McMahon Orn will be doing oh. a show. At least that's what Adam told me last week. Oh, Adam. That's what he said. Okay. We'll see. We'll but see. then after that, guys and balls. Awesome. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. We love you all. We'll be back tomorrow with more with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, friends. Love you. You did it, Greg. Now the fear it. tremors start. You did it. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.